Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back. Overtime, Ben Standick, Bricciaroli here. We're with you till about 8.40, 8.45 or so. Then the Washington Capitals take over these airwaves. We have been talking a ton, as you might imagine, about the quarterback drama all over the NFL. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Russell Wilson gets traded to Denver, and Washington is sitting here thinking, what do we have to do to get a quarterback? And, Britt, I was thinking during the break, like, which angle should we sort of look at now? And I think we can uh, – all, all that just happened, but it is the past now. And now it's about how do they move forward and, and what are the best outcomes there. And, you know, there are options – some of them are interesting. Deshaun Watson, from a playing standpoint, is the most interesting, but there's a lot of legal variables there and not maybe some other variables as well that just make it sort of impossible to speculate. You could trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. But then there is the Mitch Trubisky thing, and I was just at the Combine, Brit in Indianapolis for a few days, and we have a story up on The Athletic today, sort of like takeaways from the Combine, and my number one takeaway was how stunning it felt. It was that I had more conversations about Mitch Trubisky a guy who won't say he flamed out in Chicago, but it didn't go great. More conversations about him than any of the rookies there. We're there to see the rookies. This is their showcase, their spotlight. But because everybody's been sort of meh about this class, that Trubisky has become a much more a, a much more prominent topic than you would ever imagine for sort of a fallback option that nobody's that excited about. I thought you were going to say you were – the thing that you were talking about the most is where you guys were all going to eat dinner because I know how, I know how sports people operate. And there's some couple, there's a couple good spots in Indy too. There are. I'm pretty basic. I mean, some people had to do their specific restaurants. The the there's one out there that everybody has to go to. It's it's uh, sort of the Indianapolis version of Ben's Chili Bowl. Like it's not it's not even a matter of whether you want that. You have to at least say you went there. Kind of. What a, is kind, it? What kind of cuisine? Uh, well, everybody. Everybody talks about their shrimp cocktail, sort of their famous oh, dish. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I didn't actually make it this time. I pretty much hung out in like the same two or three places, one of which was like a um, sports bar type of deal. I'm honestly trying to even think, what did I eat? Oh, yeah, I really don't even know what I ate there. Was this a lot of grab-and-go type situations? I, I didn't do the formal sit-down two-hour dinner. You're the worst with this stuff. Ben is a huge DoorDash fan. <laughs> Doesn't grocery shop or meal prep if you're – 
uh, a first-time listener. We've talked about I, this before. On slower news days, we have definitely. I did buy a crockpot. Maybe if we had a slower segment, I could ask you, what now what do I do? But I did buy a crockpot the other day, and I thought of you when, when I did that. I'm going to give you like a quick five-second thing of what you do. You get some chicken breasts. You throw them in there with like a barbecue sauce or a marinade or whatever you like to eat, and you just throw it in there for like eight eight hours on low. And then, then you've got nice shredded chicken. Hot sauce, barbecue sauce, whatever. You just throw it all in there. Super easy. It's what I used to do in spring training all the time. So there all you right. go. Well, we'll, we'll, you make some rice or potatoes. You got yourself a little, a little bona fide meal. Maybe veggies. Don't get too crazy. Well, but uh, Well, that's a lot you know. easier than finding a quarterback, it, 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 it appears. Much and, easier. <laughs> much, much easier. But you're, you're right. I mean, getting back to your actual comment about football, I mean, yeah, it doesn't surprise me because all we've heard is that this draft class is not very good when it comes to quarterbacks, right? They don't have what previous classes have had, so you're kind of looking at what else, right? It's, you know, kind of what you do. You're like, eh, this isn't that great. I walk into a store. I don't like anything here. I'm going to go into another one. I'm going to go online, check what's on, you know, something else. I mean, why would you, if you're Washington, get a guy who's just going to be okay at this point in time through the draft? You got to wait a couple years, first off, so this guy's going to get run off the flagpole. And you're still not solving the problem right now. And you may not also be solving it in the future. That to me is literally worst case scenario. Right. I mean, the look, obviously every team is going to have their own individual evaluations of these players. And just because collectively everybody doesn't see the diamond in the rough definitively, they might or some other team might. And, you know, who knows? So you never know. But even within that group, the the, the general consensus that I keep getting is Kenny Pickett is the, the Pittsburgh quarterback is the one seed of this group. And then from there, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, who probably had, who probably gained the most ground positively at the combine and Sam Howell. It's a, it's an eye of the beholder thing. Depends what you're looking to do, or, you know, you may have different views and, and things like that. And that's where it becomes a little more dicey. But even with Pickett though, it's not like, not to the people that I've talked to view him as a guy who's, going to be a top half of the league starter. And so what you're 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 debating is you have to get a quarterback at some point. If you don't if you if you just keep waiting and waiting, you may never get a crack. So at some point you have to jump in. On the other hand, are you better off taking a wide receiver or a linebacker or a cornerback that you feel pretty good is going to be a 10-year starter in this league that's barring injury or whatever. Like you're feeling better about that. That's what they have to figure out, but again, if you don't take one, how do you ever Get one. I mean, because you're always going to keep being in this same uh, same situation. Not bad enough to be all the way at the bottom of the draft, but just sort of generic enough that you're not the darling necessarily of any free agent who's going to be saying, hey, or anybody who's going to get traded like a Russell Wilson to say, I want to go there. And this is kind of the where they're kind of stuck right now. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I don't envy Washington at all because you gave me the options earlier and I thought about them and there was no good option. And we know your best option right now is to go with your boy, Mitch, right? Who you've heard a lot about. And even that, do you feel great about that option, Ben? There's no great option here. You can go door one, wait for like, get a guy out of the draft door two, get a, a, a marginal upgrade, which is what we're looking at here. A marginal upgrade. Um, is there even a door three at this point? What is the door? I don't even know. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I guess the door three would be Heineke, but that really ties into no, one that, and getting the kind draft. Of, guy. That's kind of door four. The 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 door three is, look, twenty four hours ago, if you asked most people in the league, from what I gather, and not just me, look at any of the reporting, 
nobody thought Russell Wilson was getting traded. And what I wrote in my story coming out of the combine as to sort of, you know, here's various intel. You know, I spoke to one GM on another team, and his take was from if you're Washington, just keep knocking on the doors of the Russell Wilsons or the Derek Cars and see what happens. Because here's the worst case scenario. You don't get him and you go back to these fall fallback positions in free agency or the draft. That's there waiting for you if, as you need it. The other side, you, you just have to kind of keep hoping for, for the best. And if we're going to play the conference game, Derek Carr is in the AFC. And I, I believe our colleague Vic Tafer wrote that the, the Raiders are sort of taking their time with 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 contract talk extensions, extension talks. They have a new coaching staff, a new GM. I would imagine the new coach took the job because Derek Carr is there and doesn't want to start over. But hey, seventy year old Pete Carroll appears to be willing to start over at quarterback. So my whole my my entire equilibrium now is thrown off as to what I think is is conceivable, and that's what you have to do if you're Washington. You just have to stay vigilant and stay on top of things and figure out what's potentially available and hope that you can make a strong enough offer to get a, get something done. So I have an interesting question. Not this year, but next year. So was that 2023? Sure. I think that's okay. correct. I barely know what year it is now. Um, what about that year? Do we know much about the free agent class on that year? Could they potentially punt one more year? I know we've talked about the ramifications for Rivera and his contract status and things like that, um, but would it behoove them to do so? So, the, you know, the, the franchise tag makes all these things just so complicated because any quarterback who's worth anything, that team is not just going to let him walk. Now, Washington eventually did with Kirk Cousins, but they franchise tagged him twice. So, like, it took a while for that to happen. Uh, the, you know, there's And then they immediately traded for Alex Smith. There's not... I don't have the list in front of me of who's available, but I mean, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a feel that it would be a huge deal anyway. And like I said, even if there is a big name, that team isn't going to either just use the tag or or figure out a way to keep the player. So that's the problem. And as far as the draft, next year's draft is considered to be pretty interesting. Bryce Young at Alabama would be easily the number one guy in this class. Problem is, you're going to have to have the first or second pick or something to probably get him. And if you're Washington and you're good enough to win six or seven games, but not go all the way down, you're not getting that pick unless you trade all your stuff for it. And that's why this is such a tough spot. You either kind of have to commit to not being great to put yourself in a position to get a high pick. By the way, this would be a bad year (laughs) to have that because apparently there's no people don't see a quarterback worth being the first or second pick. Or you have to figure out one of these trades, and obviously they haven't been able to do that yet. I just wonder, would – would you be okay? Would people be okay punting another year if the potential payoff is better? It's an interesting question. Um, the answer is a lot of fans are not can't accept that. I think that's crazy. And I actually, more importantly, I don't feel like Ron Rivera is that guy. He's always said he sees the value in winning always, and the, like even if that means you win the last two games of the year to get the six and ten or six and eleven, feel better about yourself. But now instead of having the second pick, you have the seventh pick and all of a sudden you're you're not there. So um I, I personally, if you told me I have a shot next year at a top three pick if this is a bad year, I would figure out a way to to get myself there. I'm not this is not a Stephen Ross thing. I'm not paying people to or allegedly paying offering to pay people money to lose games. I'm just saying this is a stance I would take as the organization. Same thing with the Wizards. This play-in talk, get out of here. I appreciate the individuals involved don't want to lose. But from the 
bigger picture perspective of the organization, you're getting nowhere stuck in the middle. You've got to get out of the middle. Yeah. Bottom line. I totally agree. Um, let us know, would you care if this team punted next year? 800-636-1067. I'm going to take a quick break. A couple more segments here tonight to discuss the fallout of the Russell Wilson trade and obviously what's going on in the NFL. Stick with us. Richard Rowley, Ben Standing here on 106.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back to the closing stretch here on Overtime. Ben Standig, Bridgeroli. We have been talking a ton about the Washington Commanders quarterback conundrum now that Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are off the board. You guys are still calling in, and we appreciate that. 800-636-1067. And we've got a call here on the line. Britt, would you like to uh, bring us in here? Yeah, we got Wendell in Springfield. Let's see what uh, what's up, Wendell. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Um, yeah, I, I just couldn't subscribe to another year of losing, even if it meant uh, a, a top pick. Um, just because I, we've already teetered on mediocrity for uh, the past two years with the Rivera turnaround um, to then go ahead and further backtrack um, or make any any backtracking at all. Um, I just couldn't. I personally couldn't subscribe to that. I, I just see teams like the Steelers and Ravens who – who do have down years, but they're never like bottom of the barrel. Um, and they always find a way to still um, just just really utilize the draft picks that they do have and uh, make the best out of the picks where they pick. And then last point, um, I'm, I'm not even sure we do the right thing with the pick anyway. I mean, the Jamin Davis right now looks um, looks like it, it was another miss. Um, and I, I don't even know if necessarily it would be a home run, even if we were – to get a top pick. Um, so that that would just be my whole whole thought process behind that. I couldn't subscribe to another year uh, of, of losing, especially top pick level losing. Yeah, I appreciate the call. You know, the Steelers are obviously in the boat of having to figure out a quarterback. Of course, that's because Ben Roethlisberger finally retired after, like, what, 18 years? Like, they've they the reason why they've been able to be pretty decent to great for a long time is – they have a baseline with that quarterback. And other than when Roethlisberger got hurt or old, uh, you know, they were always in the mix. The Ravens, to their credit, they were kind of trying to figure out a quarterback. And they spent, uh, what was it, the last pick in the first round a few years ago on Lamar Jackson. And, uh, you know, regardless of what one thinks of his status among other star quarterbacks, he was an MVP. He's obviously been very good. And, uh, you know, Washington has not had that kind of luck. They drafted Dwayne Haskins, and obviously things went a different way with that one. Yeah, and, you know, I agree with this point. Like, it would be awful to lose again, except he's like, you know, I can't keep dealing with mediocrity. That's exactly what you're looking at. You're staring down the barrel of mediocrity right now with this team, the way it's set up. If you have Heineke, even if you go out and you get a Mitch Trubisky, even a Jimmy G. I mean, we are staring at mediocrity almost no matter what. Aren't don't you think, Ben? That's how I think. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, if we're all fortunate, we all can wake up tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. Eventually, to, the, all those tomorrows will be a year, and you'll have moved past this. Life will you will figure out other things in life that makes you happy, you find interesting, and if if this team has a bad football year, yes, you'll be upset in the moment. But the long term, if you get your Ben Roethlisberger. You're going to be ecstatic because then you're set at the most important position forever. Again, there's no guarantees. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they hope Trevor Lawrence is a guy, but who knows? We'll see. There's promise. Uh, you, you never know how it works. We all get that. But 
this is the game you're playing. You either stay stuck in the middle and hope that you 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 find the right guy, or you go to the bottom and give yourself the best odds to to the direct path. Draft somebody at the top, and that's how most of the quarterbacks end up uh, being discovered. Agreed. Let's go to Kenny in Fairfax. Kenny, what's up? You're on with uh, Britt and Ben. Hey, Britt. Hey, Ben. Thank you guys so much for taking my call. Can you hear me? Yeah, gotcha. Okay, um, I said this to Grand Danny earlier today, and, um, you know, while they somewhat agreed, they also thought it was a very blanketed statement. I respectfully disagree with that. Um, trades, marquee players, free agents. I have to just continue to call out the elephant in the room until it promotes maybe further investigations and change. This is a scumbag of an owner with very heinous accusations against he and his staff. It's it's just, to me, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, whoever, they have wives, they have daughters, they have nieces. They can make money and go anywhere they want in this league. Why on earth would they want anything to do with what we are all going through as a fan base and as you know, lifelong fans, including you guys, the media. Um, and sometimes we're so close to this thing, I think we overlook exactly what is a huge, huge black cloud on this organization. And it's going to stay that way for a while. I don't know what the solution is, but I honestly think that is the catalyst behind why we're not a draw. Last year, we're a playoff team. We have an outstanding defense. We have a loaded offense with the right quarterback. And still, nobody had any desire at all to come here. So with that being said, maybe we can get the Trubisky's or the Mariotas, and maybe they can become, you know, the new Jim Plunkett's of their generation. If not, I guess our only hope from there is you probably lose another coach because of mediocrity, but then you probably draft a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud or whatever the following year. Guys, I've taken up enough of your time. Thank you for listening, and um, I look forward to hearing your response. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. Look, uh, I – I don't know how the Daniel Snyder factor can't situation can't be a factor if if a quarterback, especially one with a lot of status, has options. <laughs> At a very basic level, there's go play football, and then there's go play football, but have to potentially answer questions about Congress investigating your team, right? I mean that can't be dismissed. And I know you know what I was told at times last year that Washington's players were frustrated, uh, some of them about being you know dealing with this constant cloud not that we even in the media were con- were peppering them with questions and some of them probably never depending on who they were but sure it's in the air at all times i'm sure they're hearing the, hearing about it in their real lives from people and it's got to be it's got to be tough again i i wouldn't begin to speculate whether russell wilson specifically said he didn't want to go to washington period or because of these other matters but yeah, again, it's hard to see how if it's a tiebreaker situation, you wouldn't choose the other plays that doesn't have all this negative negativity going on. That said, they did sign William Jackson last year, Curtis Samuel, whatever, to good money. Money talks in a lot of cases, of course. People are over willing to overlook things. Look, even in the case of Ron Rivera to an extent, all this all this uh, situation regarding the uh culture at the organization was not public. When Ron Rivera was hired, he had to come and deal with it. But Dan Snyder's negative reputation existed. It's not like it was a complete unknown. And Ron Rivera signed on here because obviously he was given a lot of sway and a lot of power. And, you know, I think I think he's done as good of a job as he could to try to change things. And I think there are positives that have changed. But, yeah, if you have other options, I don't get why this would be your first one automatically. Yeah, and, you know, I, I agree a little bit with Kenny, I think. 
it is always going to be a factor. I agree with you as well. However, I think we we nailed down the primary factors in that now they didn't want to deal Russell Wilson in the conference. Uh, he ultimately got to pick, and we don't know what went into that decision. Was it the fact that Sierra uh, is in L.A. and it's a lot easier to get Denver to L.A., right? Was it the fact that he just didn't want to come back home, didn't want to have to deal with that? You know, it. we don't know when it went into that decision, but we know that Russell Wilson had the power uh, to make that decision. So did Dan Snyder factor in? Maybe a little bit, but I, I still think at the end of the day, um, it's probably not the primary reason that guys aren't picking to come here. Um, it also is the situation. They are football players. Maybe he just likes the way Denver's receiving core is. He likes the direction they're headed in better. Um, you know, and then also maybe Seattle said, look, we would prefer to, go, to, to put you here. Is that okay? Do you like this? You know, it might just be as simple as that. Though, yes, of course, they're always going to have that big black cloud hanging over this organization as long as Daniel Snyder remains in power. Absolutely. All right, Britt, we've got one segment to go here on Overtime. Stay with us. We've got, I don't plenty more to discuss, but we have more to discuss about the Commanders here on 106.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Final segment here on Overtime. Ben Standing and Britt Giroli. Um, Britt, this one has flown by. We were talking earlier, you know, we're going to have this neat plan. What are we going to discuss? And then when the Russell Wilson news came down, it quickly became, all right, we're audibly at the line of scrimmage. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Of course, this is a play we have run many times before since we've been doing this show together. Uh, it's easy to to get into that. And we appreciate everybody for calling in and helping us along the way. Um, Britt, I was looking at uh, comments in the story I have up on The Athletic and one that just caught my eye to round things out here. We talked before about Taylor Heineke and – there's this question basically of, wait, Taylor Heineke won seven games last year when he was thrown into a situation and, you know, there were a bunch of injuries. And, you know, that includes if we're going to say the, the the COVID spell they had, which, you know, they, they kind of things fell apart at the end of the year. They still won seven games with this guy. He didn't even, as a starter, he didn't even count the first game because that was Fitzpatrick. Why are we just automatically throwing, throwing him out and saying he's not the guy when it's not like Mitch Trubisky or Mariota are proven per se? And really, this discuss comes down to basically physical gifts and traits and athleticism and things like that. And Taylor Heineke, if we're, if 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 quarterback play was determined based on grit, well, he's he's a bona fide starter, no 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 doubt about it. But there's other variables, and like they, uh, to some degree, their offense was just limited by certain things he can't do, and he's and his size. And that's not to say he's if you had to start a game tomorrow. I would pick Mitch Trubisky over Taylor Heineke. It's to say that over time, if everything kind of works out, I think there's more hope with this guy with all these traits that can get me somewhere higher than this guy. Yes, except again, my issue is they're playing to be a middle-of-the-pack mediocre team, right? What are they at best, a wild-card team with him? With which one? With, with Mitch Trubisky? Like, are they oh, a wild-card yeah. I mean, team? So uh, are, you, are you challenging Dallas? Yeah, probably not. I mean, look, this is where they're at. Like, they, I mean, it's not a matter of like this is the this is definitely not option A. This is option whatever letter in the alphabet you want to get to, and it is what it is. Like, the, you know, they have to figure out the best of the not so ideal options, and that's why I'll, I just keep thinking. Here's my perfect world at this point. I may write about this, so nobody nobody listen to this. Nobody who's listening, don't steal this. I'm writing it down as we speak. Like again, the Trubisky angle is 
He's done some decent things before. It didn't work out in Chicago. You think you can fix him. That's angle one. Angle two is you draft a quarterback, gives you somebody, and with Trubisky and Heineke, you can let that guy sit for a year, learn the learn the NFL ropes, and go from there. Um, but if you're content with not necessarily getting whoever you think is the top one or two quarterbacks, if you trade down in a year in which the Saints at 18 and the Steelers at 20, two teams that have um, quarterback needs as well, Last year, the Bears at 20, which is where the Steelers pick now, traded to 11, where Washington is now, and gave up other gave up picks, including a future one. If you take that future one and, and have that in your war chest to next year, have an extra thing to maybe trade for this year's Russell Wilson or trade up in the draft to get the Bryce Young. And then this year, when you drop back down, you can still draft a Sam Howell or a Desmond Ritter and give you that hope. I don't think that's a bad way to go. And that's something that, to me, I would strongly consider if I'm Washington, depending on what they think of the guys at the top of this quarterback class. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, we're sitting here debating the best of the remaining remaining available options. Though, to be honest, Ben, if you never thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, if you never thought they were going to get Russell Wilson, they've always been in this boat, right? This shouldn't change anything. They've always been kind of, meandering around in the middle of the ocean without a paddle, right? Figuring out well, where they're going to go from here. They're in the middle of the lake. I don't know where they're going. Is the, is the boat drowning? I don't know. <laughs> do you um, like that analogy? <laughs> I, I, I I do. I mean, look, it's hard. To, it's hard. If we're going to talk about boats drowning in these parts, it's really hard to not just think, oh, yeah, the, the one here's got big holes in it, and uh, it's going <laughs> straight down. So, sure, I mean, that's the thing. Once we get past all this and they figure out whatever it's going to be at that spot, no, almost nothing is going to make anybody feel great. I mean, again, unless it's a Deshaun Watson or a Derek Carr. But if we're talking about the most realistic options, we're going to be having the same general conversations. When are they going to solve this quarterback conundrum? Um, and that's why I just keep thinking on some level they're going to draft one because at a minimum, it buys you hope. And honestly, Britt, what, what's lacking here right now is not a matter of a guy that can throw a 40-yard bomb down the field it's hope there is none on any front because of everything that's gone on off the field what's gone on in recent years all these things um, i wrote a story the other day on rg3 having talked to him and the last time they won double digit games was his rookie year in 2012 it's the 10 year anniversary of them drafting him <laughs> just that 10 year period has been insane what they've done at quarterback it's been on for 30 years since they've had since mark Rippon was took this team to the Super Bowl. They can't solve this problem. This is another year that they may not be able to do it. It's just the reality of the situation. I'm sorry. I'm going to briefly interlude because you said that people would feel good about Deshaun Watson signing, and I think that would be a... Def- from a football perspective. Def- that would be a divided signing at best. From a football perspective. Uh, from a football perspective. I think that it's pretty clear that this team probably can't handle adding any more in that category. So you you, you got to get... You got to probably eliminate that name as much as you would like the talent on the field. People are come as total packages and that package is just not good for really any team, but especially not a team run by Dan Snyder. So look, it's it's not like I can sit here and argue that, but at the same point, uh, you know, if they're going to, if they're, I don't know what the football people think. And ultimately we'll have to see if, if they're willing to, uh, to make that choice. Uh, I agree. Well, you know what, Ben? This is it for us, though. This has been an enjoyable evening. A great, great day to talk NFL. Thanks to everybody who listened, everyone who hopped in the car uh, and did not change the radio dial. We appreciate you. 
<laughs> we definitely do. I appreciate all the people on Twitter. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's been a day. We'll have, we'll have plenty more to discuss wherever you find Ben and Britt and definitely appreciate it. But that's it for now. Until next time. See ya. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.